Welcome to the Fit Pro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to fitprobusiness.com to receive your free three-part video series on how to attract more qualified leads, schedule more consultations, and close more sales. Now, here's your host, the -the in-the-trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar. Hello, and thanks for listening. As you know, ratings and reviews are very important to the show. So stop what you're doing and head over to fitprobusiness.com backslash iTunes and leave a review. Hello, FitPro podcast listeners. Today I have the great privilege of interviewing Mr. Justin Barclay. Justin's passion is connecting with people. Justin lives to inspire, motivate, and encourage others to live a life on purpose. He learned the keys to massive success in weight loss, media, marketing, and business are all the same. Justin shares his secrets on the radio and on his blog. Welcome to the show, Justin. I'm extremely excited to have you. Hey, Andy. It's great to be here, man. Thanks for having me on. Hey, that was a brief intro about who you are and what you're up to these days. Would you mind um, telling the audience a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. I mean, I have um, I did radio for the last 20 years, for about 20 years or so. Um, it's all I ever wanted to do. And ever since I was in high school, actually, it was my, my first job. And, uh, you know, it was it was kind of cool. I uh, I had a really um, I had a really amazing time kind of climbing the, that corporate ladder and moved all over the, the place from market to market, city to city, uh, kind of like the WKRP song when they talk about moving around. That's that's kind of the, the life and the lifestyle. You know, I, I focused uh Probably obsessively and to almost to an unhealthy level, probably to fault, you know, on my career. Um, and found myself about six years ago at about uh, almost 400 pounds, you know. So uh, I was really unhealthy. I was not. I was not necessarily happy. And uh, you know, there were some. There were some health issues. I don't really know exactly all of them that I that I was going through because I didn't really go to a doctor. You know, I didn't want to know. I'll probably. You know, at that point, what what I was facing. So uh, one day on the air, we decided, um, you know, my show was kind of like one of these wacky morning radio shows, you know, that, that you might listen to in the morning on your way to work. I, I was I was decided that uh, The Biggest Loser was popular at the time and we we're going to do some some funny thing. And uh, we'll put put me through a little bit of uh, torture and uh, I'll do a Biggest Loser style um uh, I guess kind of like a stunt for a certain period of time to see how much weight I could lose. And the goal was to lose like at least a hundred pounds. Like that was, that was the goal. Did, uh, did 90 in the first 90 days, I think I lost 80 or 90 pounds in the first 90 days, 12 weeks, just hardcore, you know, getting at it every single day. Um, five, six days a week in the gym. Um, Cardio in the morning and at night, and then a workout during the day. And it's—I don't know. I mean, it, it was intense. And people said to me, "Oh my gosh, that's unhealthy." And I said, "No, being like 400 pounds is unhealthy. <laughs> that's probably the the real issue, you know." So I uh, I was um I had this built-in accountability. We did TV. Um, we did weigh-ins on TV every week. So uh, you know, I had to stick to the plan. And I think that. You know, I think the, the maybe this, maybe the, the diet was the the toughest part. You know, it's pretty pretty clean diet, and um, uh, a lot of interesting things happened during that that time. But um, I, I'll I'll just say that that was probably the 
coolest, and I think it was probably the best decision of my life was to get healthy. And uh, you flash forward a few months later, I, I'm much healthier. Uh, I could do things that I never would do before, like walk around downtown, enjoy like just life in general. Because at, at 400 pounds, I mean, you you know everything's hurting. You don't want to really. You know your your back hurts if you walk too far. I mean, you, these are these are major issues that you have. You just don't want to. You know, you don't want to do fun things. Well, after I lost that weight, I mean, it seemed like my life just kind of skyrocketed. Like big things happen. And I don't know if things happen like you hear saying big things happen in threes, but I really think that when certain parts of your life kind of come together, and health is a big part of it, that when when that comes together. You know, that your brain starts firing on all cylinders, like things just kind of start dropping into place. And I'll just tell you that I went downtown one day to walk around a big festival, meet some friends downtown. And I live downtown, so I I was just walking down to this place. And that is where I met my soon-to-be wife at that point. And now now she is my wife. We've been married for four years. And um, that was that was six years ago. And... You know, um, I want to say that I don't think I ever would have met her. I don't think I ever would have gotten to know this person who is, you know, she she's the love of my life. She's my best friend. And I don't think before I had lost the weight that I was open to those kinds of things. I think that I, I was, you know, I was a little more, you know, closed off. I think I was a little more... Um, I just wasn't happy with myself. I wasn't happy with life. And I, if I didn't love myself, let's take it a step further. I, I think I probably hated myself. And if you don't love yourself, how can you love anyone else or how can anyone else really love you, right? So by investing in, I think, accidentally <laughs> investing in myself uh, and putting the work in, boy, so many, so many different things. Uh, uh, changed, and I, I want to tell you that I think Andy, the the biggest part of that whole, um, that whole f- process that I went through wasn't the weight loss necessarily. It was probably something else that happened during the weight loss, and I can talk about that um, a little bit too, if you if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I started this, and I think it was just some dumb radio thing that we were going to do. You know, and uh, it it really started off as kind of a joke. Let's see what happens. I don't think anybody thought I was going to do it or that I would make it. Um, you know, eventually I said I lost 80, 90 pounds. I think it was like 90 pounds in 90 days, something like that. And eventually I, I lost well over 100 pounds. I think my lowest I made it down to was about 240 or 250, but healthy. And just, you know, feeling really good and probably that most healthy that I really had ever been. Um, I started talking about this all the time on, on, on the radio and how, how great I felt. And I think people were able to hear my show was a very um, open show. We shared a lot of private details of our lives openly on, on publicly on the radio and um, I think people could see it. I think they could hear it. And the openness, the transparency, the authenticity translated on the air. And so I started getting correspondence from people. Like I started getting emails from people and messages from people saying, 
wow, you know, you really, you've inspired me. And what are you doing? And what's your diet like? And what are you doing? How did you, you know, all these questions. But the ones that meant the most were the people that said that I inspired. And then there's, there's one specific that I can remember to this day. There was this woman who just had been through so much. And she was very overweight, much like I was. And she wrote to me to say that she thought she was at the end of a rope, that she just didn't know what her next step was going to be. And she heard that I was losing this weight and that I had inspired her to take the next step. And she, you know, she was depressed. She was massively overweight. But at the time she wrote me, she said she had lost 50 pounds. She'd been following along with my journey and what I was doing. And she wrote to just thank me for the inspiration. And I got to tell you, man, when that happened for me, something major shifted in my brain. I mean, it was fun to, to work on the radio. I was, you know, I enjoyed a lot of success. I was paid very well, all those great things, right? You know, I had fun. I was getting paid to do what I wanted to do, but there was something missing until that point, this passion, this fulfillment, this significance that I felt, holy cow, you know, what I'm doing does make a difference. What I do every day does impact people. And you and I and every single one of us listening right now, you matter in what you do. Your actions speak much louder than your words ever will. And if you live a life and you confront the challenges that you're facing and you learn from those so-called failures that you can absolutely then go on to teach and show other people the struggles that you've, that you've dealt with and what you've learned from them and really change the world by just changing one life at a time. Yeah, that's very powerful. I mean, just in that 90 days, you doing that program, you really learned a lot about yourself. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I don't think, listen, let me tell you something, man. If I'm not going to be a hundred percent transparent with you, so I'm going to hold some of this back, but I was a guy, you kind of like a rock star when you're on the radio, at least you used to be. I don't know if it's still the same way, you know, but People recognize you. I'm out in nightclubs and bars partying and getting paid to do that, you know, five nights a week. You know, I went from partying five nights a week, you know, to working out in the gym five, six days a week. You know what I mean? It was uh, from the, you know, the 12 ounce curls to the, you know, real curls. I mean, that, that was the truth, you know, and if all the lifestyle that goes with that, you know, and of course there is, um, you know, there's there's a lot of fun in, involved in that, you know. Right. Um, but, you know, I, the, the truth is, is that when, when you get when you get back to like the other side of like where I am now, you know, I, I didn't really realize how miserable I was even doing those kind of things, you know, and how unfulfilling those those things were and that there wasn't really there was something missing does that make sense yeah absolutely 
I think that your story definitely correlates to a lot of personal trainers and or fitness business owners in regards to, say, being in a business that you loved and that you were super, you that's what you wanted, and then having it and then realizing that you're, you were out of balance. Um, a lot of oh, personal yeah. trainers that um, run their own businesses you know, so preoccupied helping their clients get fit and get healthy and working, you know, 10, 12 hour days that mm. sometimes their own health gets put on the back burner with those long hours um, and split shifts. So um, definitely I could see the correlations between the two and um, how important it is to get those balances in, in order. Balances is huge. You know, for me, I haven't told you the other half of this story, but after I met my wife shortly thereafter, I, I, she and I moved away uh, a couple hours away to, for my dream job. A buddy of mine um, offered me a, a much bigger job, much higher paying in a, in a bigger place. The uh, opportunity was, was huge, and so I, I, I took it, and uh, we ran with it. Well, um, it wasn't long after, I guess about two or three years that I worked there. It was a very toxic place, the environment, the people. Uh, it was a lot, of, a lot of politics involved, and, you know, at that level, it just kind of is, but, like, I didn't realize. I thought I was doing exactly what I wanted to do. And I woke up one day and found myself fired from the dream job that eventually turned into a nightmare. But at this time, like I kind of – I felt like there was this peace. You know, I had this peace of mind. My wife says to me, you know, Lizzie says, oh, my gosh, I feel like you should be – I remember coming home after I got fired right and telling her. And she said – you should be throwing things around. Like you should be yelling and screaming. And I said, no, I feel like this is supposed to happen. I feel like everything happens for a reason. There's something bigger. There's something greater that I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm just not sure what it, I didn't know what it was. I had no idea what it would be at that point, you know, but I just knew. And the a great part about it is I did have some padding. I had a little a little time to discover what that would be because the way we're paid in radio, I had a contract. And, of course, when they fired me, the great thing was is that they had just re-signed this contract just months before. And I had – by the way, I didn't get fired because I sucked. <laughs> it was politics. And I had gotten fired uh, because my boss, the guy that brought me in, a very close friend of mine, he had to leave. The job was killing him. Very stressful. Flying from Detroit to New York every single week. He was head of the CBS radio, the programming department, though, with the radio stations we were working for. So this is major, you know, this is a major company in a in a in major industry. And let me tell you a little something about him. This guy ends up in the hospital after he does finally quit this day. They wanted him to keep keep up this crazy routine. He does find up finally end up in the hospital and almost dies. And, I mean, the job literally was killing him. But I'm going to tell you right now that, you know, I had the chance to kind of step back and look around and say, okay, now what? Because they they signed a contract and I was going to get paid for a while. So I stepped back. And I'm going to tell you, Andy, it was like a week. It was like a week after I'd gotten fired. I'm driving in the car. I remember this to this day. And I look up in the rearview mirror. And I had had these huge bags underneath my eyes. I mean, I looked rough. I got to find a picture of myself around that time so I can like compare. But I look rough. But let me tell you, when I looked up in the rearview mirror after that first week of being just being done, right? Because the lifestyle is crazy. You're up at three in the morning. 
you know, you're you're working like crazy. You're drinking all kinds of caffeine to keep you going. You know, just just going nuts. You're eating crazy and stuff like that. Even though at this time, this point in time, I had kind of started living a healthier life, and this was past my transformation. But you know, um, I looked up in that rearview mirror, and the bags were gone. I looked ten years younger when I looked up in that rearview mirror. The lifestyle of waking up and immediately the first thing you think of when you wake up is like, man, I can't wait to take a nap. <laughs> you know, that was it. And the job, the stress, all of it took such a toll on me. I had gained a big portion of the, the weight back that I'd lost. And I'm not proud of it, but, you know, I had a really emotional time when I, I was going to go to my brother's wedding. I was putting a suit on. I was getting dressed, um, getting ready to travel and go do that. I was just trying this thing on, the same suit that I'd bought probably about a year or so before I couldn't fit into it. And I remember sitting on the floor of my closet, like almost in tears, like how the hell did I get back here? And I was so close. I, you know, was in within 30 pounds or so of, of where I was when I weighed my heaviest. And I was like, how did I get here? And what you just said about being out of balance is, it my entire life was out of balance i thought i was supposed to be doing one thing but really what was inside my heart you know was something completely different i was not living congruently with who i was and what my greater purpose and what i was supposed to be doing who who i really am and i think when we get if i look back to like any of the times when i've really been really unhappy in my life it's when i was not doing or fulfilling what it is that i was supposed to be doing at that time living in congruence with my my values with my priorities they were completely out of whack and and i was miserable but i'm going to tell you man after i got a chance to just kind of step back uh and reevaluate things I decided I knew right then that I was not going to work for another radio company. I did not want like directly. Now, I still do business with radio companies. I'm still in the radio business as far as I provide some services and things like that. And I, I all of it is through companies and businesses that I have. So uh, I don't work as an employee anymore. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. But I realized that the deal that they had made with me. In radio, it's very simple. Andy, I don't know, um, you know, what you do exactly um, other than, the, you know, the show here. But, you know, yeah, you have a job or do you have yeah, a – absolutely. I own a um, personal training studio. So what I awesome. say that I am, I'm in, in the trenches fitness business owner. Well, that's – see, that's awesome. And, I, and you know, the, the thing that I know you'll agree with this is that when you have, you know, when you have a client come in, you have an agreement with that client. Here's what I'm going to do for you. Here's what you need to do for me. Basically, it's an agreement. It's a deal, right? We all have these. The American dream was a deal, right? Um, this whole idea, this notion of, hey, work, um, you know, go to school, right? Get good grades so you can get into a good school. So then you can get a good job. You work that job for 40 years and then you can retire and the rest of life is just, you know, uh, unicorns, rainbows, and puppies, right? <laughs> That deal no longer exists anymore. Just the same as the deal I rudely got the wake-up call to in radio. The deal was, hey, you get great ratings. We make money with revenue. 
selling your show. You can work here for the rest of your life. And I really thought I was going to work there for the rest of my life. I was winning. I was doing everything that I was supposed to be doing. I was checking the boxes, right? But the, the carpet was kind of pulled out from underneath me. They decided that that deal was null and void. They were going to rip it up. And I just said to myself, I'm looking forward. I don't want to move all over the country. I don't want to put my kids in a position where I got to go, okay, now we're going to go to this school. Now daddy's got to get a new job. So that's why we have to, you know, move away from your friends and all across the country, you know. So I just knew right then, like, I'm drawing the line. I'm not going to do this anymore. And since then, I've had the gift of being able to learn, like, just recreate myself and really learn what life is like when you put it into balance and when you start practicing different principles and, and, and just living life on purpose. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. It, you know, a lot of times we're out of, out of that balance and you have to focus on getting things in balance and figuring out what your passion is and living that life on purpose. Absolutely. You probably see that with your clients when they come in. You know, they've got something that's out of balance. And you just help them probably make a, a, a few simple tweaks here and there, and it makes a world of difference. Absolutely. Now, um, before we get into more of the meat of the actual interview, I'd like to ask you a few uh, questions. Um, sure. One of them is What is your uh, favorite quote? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this. I don't necessarily have one. And. The, the reason I think for that is I've really – I've been a student since the last three. You know, when I when I was on the radio, I had to study pop culture. So I was up on all the stuff that I didn't really want to care about, like the Kardashians and who did what at the MTV Awards and all that junk that I just didn't care about. Again, there I am living this life that's incongruent with what my true passion, my heart was, right? So when I lost a job, I just went into a huge growth spurt. A period of personal development. I just dug into books. Matter of fact, last year I made it my goal, um, and I was reading, but I wasn't reading intentionally. So I said, "Okay, I'm going to make it my goal to read a book a week." And sure enough, when I got done tallying them up, I think it was at 54, 55 books. So I actually did better than than a book a week. And I can't tell you necessarily what my favorite quote is. Because I look at it this way. Every day, and this is one of the things I learned in the last few years, is every day, in every moment, I believe the meaning of life is this. To constantly be learning. Like, always be learning. Be a student. Take notes. Look at life. Be curious when it when it happens to you. Whether it hands you lemons or lemonade or whatever, Right. And just be curious. And so it depends on what I'm reading at the time or it depends on what I'm going through at the time because I may look for something different in a different place. I don't necessarily have one favorite quote that I can give you, but I'll give you something that I think is better in you. All right. This is, this is a, a, something that I write every day. It's an affirmation, Okay. So it's not something that somebody else wrote, but it's something that I crafted, and it's smaller than like a mission statement, but it's an affirmation, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love affirmations. So I write in my journal every morning, and you know, one of the things I do is I write the three things that I'm grateful for, what would make today great. I use a journal called the Five 
minute journal, which I have a really cool review and a, and a discount code on my blog. Um, if you, if, if you want to get I me, mean, I don't make any money from it. It's just, I love the thing so much that, yeah, I, that absolutely. I, I'll include that in the show uh, notes. So the other thing in the morning is you write your daily affirmation. I am. And then whatever it is that you want to write. And some people use several, but I, I use this one. This is the one that just kind of, and I, I guess over the couple, last couple of years, it just kind of crafted into this. And it's, I'm so happy and grateful to be living my life on purpose Serving God through others and living fully alive. And that's it. Yeah, that's really good. That's very powerful. So not necessarily a quote, but that's I guess that's you know, that's my that's that's the thing that I that I probably look at more more than anything else. Just to kind of keep me it's like a compass, right? It kind of keeps me on track to know that am I doing am I am I doing these things? Is this happening? And if those things are happening, then I have a good day. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you had to say you had one key to business success, what would it be? One key to business success. I think the success is the same with life. It's always be learning. You know, in business, you know, there's always going to be something new that you're going to have to learn and you're going to have to adapt to. And really, that's it. Isn't that kind of the fun of business is that it, that you just really never know what you're going to get. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So constantly evolving with um, what the changes are within your business and learning at the same time. Yeah, and like just embrace challenges because you can look at you can look at life two two different ways. And I talk about life on purpose on my show, you know, and we talk about turning pain into purpose and really finding opportunities in the obstacles. So breaking down barriers and turning them into blessings. Like if you just look at things a little differently, always look for the opportunity and the challenge. I think that not only in life does that give you a better perspective and a better mindset, but also in business because like I said, in business, you just never know what you're going to deal with. Your clients, every single one of them could uh, could cancel and something could happen tomorrow and you could find yourself without a business. You could find yourself, you know, the door shut on the building or maybe the thing burns on, you know, God forbid, burns, burns down to the ground and you just don't know where you're going to be and what you're going to face the next day. But always be thankful and always be grateful. I practice that gratitude. You know, it is a daily discipline, but always be grateful for what you do have. Focus on that instead of what you don't have and see that through to, to, to really embrace those challenges. Because when you do have challenges that come and you're ready for them because you're embracing them, you're going to crush them. You're going to absolutely crush them. It's like beast mode, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think too, if you focus on just that gratefulness that it's going to have a huge impact on your clientele that are coming through the door. And I like to say I want to be the best part of my client's day. And if oh, yeah. and if I'm not providing that, then I'm not doing a portion of my job. That's awesome. Now, um, one of the things I really wanted you to touch on um, for fitness business owners is how they can go about living that life on purpose and any sort of tips or tricks you may have concerning that. I just interviewed this guy. Um, and I read his book a while back. His name's Hal Elrod, and I definitely uh, you, you should look him up. Um, oh yeah, the Miracle Morning. That is, you know, do you know who Robert Kiyosaki is? Yeah, absolutely. 
So <laughs> Hal's telling me that Robert Kiyosaki gets in touch with him and says, you know, this is Rich Dad, the guy. He's worth $80 million. You know, this guy is uh, – he's no slouch. You know, And so he gets in contact and he says, Hal, I've been reading your book, The Miracle Morning. And oh my gosh, it's changed my life. Um, so I would tell you that the concepts in this book are so important. And I just started because I was so, you know, I was just, I, I don't know, I was inspired by talking to Hal again that, you know what, I kind of got in a way this last this summer, I kind of just stepped back and my wife and I just played, we had fun, you know, and I got into a season where I wasn't as focused on, um, on, on like my living intentionally and intending my day before I start, you know. So um, I just got back into this challenge, the, the Miracle Morning. If you look it up, there are um, – it's called savers. So there are different analogies for this. And basically what it what it boils down to – I won't go through all of them because I, I know I'll mess them up if I do. But um, it, it boils down to you wake up in the morning, and when you wake up in the morning, you do certain things to make sure – that you're setting your day off or up for a win. And the reason why it's so important is this. Um, I don't know. It's a military thing. I don't know who I heard it say originally, but if you win the morning, you win the day. If you win the morning, you win the day. I think it's so important because the way you start your morning, and I think many fitness professionals are probably going to be in the same kind of spot where I was at the point where you're, you're probably, maybe you got some early morning clients or you got some early morning classes or you got to open the gym or whatever, you know, that's, you got to get rolling, right? So when you're living life like that, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of tough. You're flying by the seat of your pants. And the way I was, man, I woke up, you know, um, like I said, I'd, I'd wake up just looking forward to the nap I was going to take. So you're grabbing coffee and you're flying out of the, out of the house, right? This sets you up really to focus you in on what you need to do and then it kind of lays the foundation to really look at what your day is going to be and make sure that you get the best out of you because here's the thing if you don't have a plan for your day somebody else does if you don't have a plan for your attention right your attention somebody else wants to grab it if you don't have a plan for your money and if you don't have a plan for your health it's the same thing. Somebody else does. McDonald's has got a plan for your health. <laughs> That's a how's, how's that working for everybody? No, not, not, not too well, right? I can tell you. You know, when I weighed almost 400 pounds, every meal that I ate came through a window. <laughs> There's a reason why I weighed that much, right? Because I didn't have a plan for my health. Because I didn't. So when you win the morning, you win the day, and it starts by having that plan. And, and I, you know, go through how steps, but I got to tell you, man, one of the big parts of this, and this will be no surprise to you, no surprise to many of the fitness professionals listening to the show, is that exercise is a big part of winning the morning. It doesn't have to be, and it turns out, this, is, they, they, this can be a six-minute deal. The savers, okay, because people always like, I don't have time. Six minutes. He takes a minute on each of the letters, okay? And the E is exercise. It's just enough time 
Now, if you ideally, if you had more time, you could spend more and you would spend more, you know, but it's just enough time to get your heart rate up, to get your blood pumping. And so you, you know, the amazing effects, the endorphins, what happens inside of your brain when you do start your day. I started my day like that today. I woke up, went to the bathroom, brushed my teeth, splashed some water on my face. I came, I sat down. And, you know, I, I wrote in my journal, I uh, read through some affirmations. I think that's the A part of it, right? Um, you know, I, and I, I visualized, that's the V. And then I sat down and or then I strapped the shoes on and I just went out. Man, all I did was went out and did a walk down the street and back, a brisk, brisk walk down the street and back just to get my heart pumping the blood going my my brain to wake up oh and i forgot to say that i did drink a, a full glass of water that's the other thing that he says to do is make sure that you drink a full glass of water um in the morning because a lot of people go for the coffee first but if you go for the water you know you're waking up high dehydrated um so I, I did that too and then once i came back in i did some reading and that you know that setting your day up for your win as far as what you can do um, fitness professionals, I don't care who you are, business entrepreneurs, whether you're just, uh, you know, uh, working a, an average, you know, whatever you want to call it, 40 hour week job, you know, um, if you set your day up for the win, everything else will fall into place. And you're going to feel great too, because you have, have this amazing feeling of accomplishment of getting all these things done before you've even started the day. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I actually read um, Hal's book probably about two months ago, and I started my Miracle Mornings, and actually I've fallen off for the last couple of weeks, and I definitely need to get back to them because I was significantly more productive um, when I was doing them. Get back in, man. Let's do some accountability. Well, uh, you know, there, there's a big group. There's a Miracle Morning uh, Facebook group he was telling me about, and oh, yeah. uh, there's people in there um, you know, that are keeping each other accountable and stuff like that, so I'd, I'd be up for that. But I think also just like what you said about how there are you know, other things that are going to plan your day for you, it's so true because if you don't have this plan in place in the morning, you know, when you have your downtime at work, you know, a lot of things come in and distract you where you could be like marketing and or calling clients back. Instead, you may be searching the internet, YouTube, who knows, yeah. without that plan in place. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you know, if you're at work, a fitness professional, you know, I'm I've got many friends that own gyms and personal trainers and, and, and a lot of your time is spent waiting for the next client. If you're not fully booked, you know, or whatever's going on through the day, you're waiting for the next thing, or you may get a workout in with a buddy who comes in or something like that. But there's a lot of time that you can end up just sitting, especially during certain months, right on the computer, cruising Facebook or something like that. And if you don't have a plan for your time, then you know, for your downtime, then it will, it'll fill itself. It'll find a way to fill itself, you know? So part of living that life on purpose is uh, definitely planning it out in advance and um, sticking to that plan. I think the number one thing has to be deciding what you want. Because here's the thing, Andy, like, yeah, I can have a plan, but if the plan isn't really what I want, then I'm not going to want to work that plan. It's going to become a chore. And I'm also going to look at it like I woke up this morning at 5 a.m. 
and I went to bed probably at like twelve thirty, and I was just like ready to go. I I just woke up. I said, Maybe I should just lay here a little bit longer, you know, make sure I got plenty of sleep. I couldn't. I just I shot right up. I had things I wanted to do. I was looking forward to accomplishing some of these things today. So it's because I was passionate, and they they were in line. Again, they were congruent with what my priorities were, what my, my passions were, where my heart was, like what, what my purpose was. Right. So you have to decide first. I think you really have to decide what that is. And a lot of people, unfortunately, will never let themselves decide because they don't believe that they're good enough for certain things. I'm sure you probably work with people, work with clients. You know, the ones that get results, get results because they want it. That's it. And the ones that don't, they didn't really want it. They didn't really make that decision that that is what they were going to do. That word decide means to cut off, right? To cut, right? It, it, so you're cutting off any other option, and this is what you want. And I'll tell you this. I've done many different things, many different workout programs, different diets, all kinds of different things. You know, and the one thing I have in common, I, I was talking with a good friend and a mentor about this the other day who was talking about intention and intending your day and really setting up like how you want to feel, like deciding first how you want to feel and then writing out like what are my to do's, like what will I do in order to feel this way? And the guy says, you know, what do you think it is? What's the difference? You know, and my my point was for my retrospection, looking back to, to what when I was super successful with what I was doing, it was that I had decided and I had went all in and I committed that this is gonna this is what I'm gonna do. And I've done it I mean, I've done, you know, um a a number of different times in a number of different ways losing weight, getting in shape. Like what works? Well it all works. The question is Will you? Right. So decide what you want and make sure that you are going in that direction of what it is that you've decided you want. Yeah. First, first make that decision and, and really do some, some thinking about like, and, and some soul searching about what it is because I think most people don't know what they want. You know, in the day and age, Andy, where people are being told what they want. I think too, it's important to reassess, um, you know, maybe you had a plan of what you wanted or decided what you wanted, you know, years earlier, it's important to reassess that you are still either on that plan or that your decision for something else, for wanting something else, isn't steering you. Yeah, your goal, your goals may change too, right? And they probably should, right? I mean, I think your goals should probably always be changing and, and you should always be kind of looking at that, that where you're headed. I, I got to tell you, man, I, there's a guy, if you haven't interviewed him yet, you got to interview him. His name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Have you heard of Cliff? You know who Cliff yeah, is? He's the um, podcast guy, right? Podcast answer man. Yeah, there and you go. His story is amazing. He has lost, I don't know how many, I think it was like 70 pounds in almost a year now. It was November 14th, I think, is when he started. And he told me a story the other day about how he has, he, Decided he was going to lose this weight and why. And we talked about all these different things. But what made the biggest difference for him was something that he said. He, he was challenged to run a marathon. I think no, it was a triathlon that he did. 
And he wasn't fired up about the triathlon. He committed to it, so he was going to do it. And people were always saying, hey, you run one. You're going to run them forever. You're going to get addicted to that feeling of crossing the finish line. He said, no, that's not what happened for him. What happened for him was that he looks at running his day, his race, every day. And every day, because he made a commitment to work out every single day for the rest of his life. And he said that's been that's made the major difference. Like he didn't focus on like losing a certain amount of pounds or any of these other exterior like different goals. He just focused on I'm gonna control the one thing that I control. And then he says, I focus on running my race and finishing every single day. He crosses the finish line every single day. So he like celebrates, he posts these sweaty selfies you know when he's just got done with his cardio he just got done with his workout and it's like he said it's like a feeling that i just crossed the finish line every day how cool is that finish every day yeah that's really cool i i haven't really heard it put that way before i've heard one other story where they said make your um goals or what your plan is so small and simple that it spurs you to do the next step. And I, I heard one of them say, just you're going to get up and put your tennis shoes on and tie them. Well, that was the goal. Put, get up, put your tennis shoes and tie them. Well, if you're going to get up and put your tennis shoes on and tie them, why not just go out for a walk or a run? So mm-hmm. it, one simple step led to multiple other steps. And it, that's how I've heard it put before. And, but this is awesome about finishing your race every day. I think it does make it uh, much more manageable as you as you kind of were making that point you know these bite-sized little things if especially if you're working with clients who have a, a major goal they have a lot of weight to lose or they have something you know major that they're trying to accomplish you know when i was at for almost 400 pounds i guess the goal was kind of to lose 100 pounds but i really think that the goal was to make sure that I was doing what I was doing <laughs> so that I could get the desired results so that the, the scale would move the next week and that I wouldn't, you know, end up gaining, you know, so I was focused on a much shorter period of time. I think that bite-sized approach really, I think it does work. Yeah, I think so as well. Now, um, do you have any other golden nuggets you'd like to leave the audience with? You know, Andy, I, uh, <clears throat> When it comes to running your business and when it comes to, you know, um, questions of mindset, you know, that's something I definitely focus on. Um, and I blog about that, that mindset. That's one of the things I deal with. The other thing that I really, I love to, to share is my, my experience from being this, like I call myself, or actually somebody named me this. I, I'm not, no, I'm not calling myself this, but, uh, I'm a reformed radio shock jock. And basically, I take all the 20 years of experience of being on the radio, building audiences, massive audiences, and then, of course, you know, keeping them and, and, and you know, marketing. All of it was marketing, right? And I don't, I never really looked at it that way because I was just having fun. I was just playing. But as I look back, those same skills I'm passionate about now helping people who have a business, helping people who have a product that they desperately believe in that can change somebody's life, change the world, 
or they have a message that they know that they need to get out and they have to get that. And it's, they're very passionate about it. So today, you know, one of the things that I do is I help people. I show them how to tell their story, you know, because there's a right and there's a wrong way. Specifically, I focus with video marketing. Video is so power nowadays, powerful nowadays. I mean, you, you, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope has become this major platform. I don't know. Are you on Periscope? I am on Periscope, but I haven't done any um, scopes yet. Oh, you got to do it, especially as somebody in the fitness industry because you can give tips. They're so easy. You can show how to prepare food, you know, whether you're meal prepping or whether you're, you know, maybe showing a couple of quick exercises or maybe you can even – this would be crazy. What if you use Periscope, right, to do a group workout with people in your tribe, you know, people that are – you know, part of your, your your people, your group, right? What if you did a group? You could do a group workout together and lead that from your living room or from, you know, the beach or from anywhere, right? On Periscope. So there's just so many different ways. And yeah. video, um, video makes it even more effective because you can actually connect with these people. It makes it easier to build an audience. You build trust quicker because people can see you and pick up on all the nonverbal cues. As a matter of fact, I've got on my website at justinbarclay.com, I've got my three-step video formula giveaway there. Um, it's basically a quick three-step for any video, whether it's live, recorded, whatever it is. Every video needs these three pieces in order to be effective and break it down into super simple points like you were talking about, the bite size Absolutely. little and nuggets. If you guys have a chance, definitely go check out justinbarkley.com. He's got some awesome killer videos on there that are going to inspire you and also help um, you build your business. Yeah, man. Hey, now, Justin, you talked a little bit about how important reading is to you. Uh, I'd like to ask you, um, what, what are you currently reading? That's a good question. Right now, um, there are a couple of different books. See, I do I do a couple of different things, and um, I do things differently. I can't always have. If you could see my office right now, you could see I have this huge bookshelf of all these books that I've been reading and that I do read. So I read in different ways. In the morning, when I work out or take my walk, et cetera, right? I listened to a book on Audible. And I mean, it can be any book, right? And you just you'll go through them, you know, in in no time. But the the book that I'm listening to right now is called The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity. And that's by Catherine Ponder. And uh this book is eye-opening. Um it had deals a lot with mindset. Um Prosperity versus poverty. I mean, it's not just money. There's so much more to that. If you look at your health, you can have prosperity in your health or you can have poverty. And what does it take? What's the difference? What's the difference with some, between some, someone who's prosperous, you know, and who's, and someone who's, who's living in poverty? And the interesting thing about this book is that it shows that really the two are about choices, right? It's a choice that you make. You choose. You can choose to be prosperous, or you can choose poverty. And you could choose right to uh, work out, or you can choose to skip it and order that pizza. And it's a little choices, right? Your destiny is shaped by your decisions. 
So that's what that that's what that that book is about. And I'm almost finished with that. Now, when I read, read, when I sit down and like read, I a lot of times I'll just pick up whatever book is on my shelf or something that I feel like I want to pick up now and like look at. The one I'm reading right now today was called The Firestarter Sessions by somebody called Danielle Laporte. Uh, it's a big orange book, you know, um, and it, it's 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 kind of a cool book because every now and then I get a little ADD, and this book has different things in it. Like there's a there's one page that has these huge letters and huge font, and all it says is "No, thank you, yes, please." <laughs> that that's it. So I'm, I'm I'm enjoying that book, and then another another thing I do is at night to reprogram myself. I put another book on and I put it in my, in my ears. I wear headphones when I sleep and I am constantly listening to stuff that will get inside my brain. I don't know if, if you are aware of this, but your last, you know, five minutes of your day kind of set the tone for what your sleep's going to be like, what your dreams are going to be like. And when you sleep, when you dream, you know, I know this from losing all that weight, man, I got to tell you, Rest is so important. Like rest and fitness professionals understand this. Yeah, you get to work out. Yeah, you got to eat right. But your body heals itself through the rest, right? Your body and your mind does too. Kind of defrags like a computer. And so I put on um, – right now I'm listening to – I listen to this quite a bit because I just like his voice and I like the message. It's called Inspiration, Your Ultimate – Hang on, let's see if I can find it. Spice. Here it is. Uh, your ultimate calling, inspiration. Your ultimate calling by Dr. Wayne Dyer. So those are the those are the different ways I do it, and and you know, uh, and and also the different things that I'm reading. But you know, as far as reading and when it comes to like, dude, I, I'll just say this because I had to, um, I had to fight it. I, I did not like reading previously. I mean, like. I really, before the, the, you know, like you went back like three or four years ago, I just was not a reader. I did not read. That's just not who I was. And um, I think it was because in school, like I was always, you were kind of forced to read things that you weren't interested in. You know what I mean? And, and like, as soon as I found something that I was interested in, like I wanted to learn about. It just kind of set me off. So I my biggest suggestion for that is reading can be listening to a book. You know, reading can be watching it on YouTube. There's a lot of books on YouTube, believe it or not, that are free. Or, you know, reading can be sitting down with a book too. Right. It's just another form of learning, whether it's uh, with your eyeballs or with your earbuds. Uh, can, you, can you still hear me? Yeah, absolutely. I got to stand up. And uh, the reason is I'm using this – you fitness professionals will love this. I'm using this Apple Watch. And one of the coolest things about Apple and their health – I don't know if you've been following with like the apps and stuff. Uh-huh. And um, on their watch, it actually tells you every you know, every so often to stand up. So you're standing up at least you know, for a few minutes out of the hour. And one of the things that I've been thinking about now is I'm really kind of starting to revamp my office, and I'm I, I'm really looking at like a stand up desk. Oh, cool! <laughs> That'll help you burn more calories because you won't be. That's still. yeah, that's what I was thinking. And you know, it's it funny. I kind of rigged my desk last night, and I was standing up, and I was like, I had a lot of energy, and you know, I was like, it was just moving around. I'm like, 
I kind of like. I think I like this. I might. I might have to uh, make this happen. So I don't. I don't know. I just thought you would. You would get a kick out of that because of the. Because of the show. Now, also, uh, the last question concerning books, since I'm a big supporter of reading and also learning, is what is your favorite self-help and or business book of all time? Oh, I don't know, man. You know, that's like asking, what's your favorite? Who's your favorite kid? <laughs> you know, that's like asking, like, uh, you know, I, I just don't, I don't know. There's so many. Um, and one of every books book, that you feel like you go, you tend to go back to over and over again. There's a, there are definitely a handful of books that I go to over and over again. Um, I I think the l- let me just say it this way: Jim Rohn had this quote that talked about, um, and I'm going to paraphrase it because I can't I don't know if I can remember exactly, but he talked about how successful people build libraries. They just collect the knowledge, they collect the wisdom, and they put it together. You know, um, if I had to give you a, uh, my favorite quote or my favorite book, um, I probably could have said something like, "Well, you know, the Bible," because I read that, and you know, and, and I think you know that's a great book. There's a lot of wisdom, obviously, in that book. It's probably the best success book ever written, right? But I just, as I, I'm turning around, like looking at my bookshelf right now. And the thing that I can tell you is there's no one book. There's not one book that's just going to do it for you. It's not – there is no such thing as – it would be like me asking you, hey, I want to lose 100 pounds. What's the one thing I can do? Right. You know what I'm saying? So like for me, every, like what you're going through in life and where you are, I believe books find you or you just happen to find books. You know, You happen to find those things right when you need them. There's just so many. There's just so many out there. And, you know, so basically keep an open mind and also, you know, there is a book out there for whatever situation or whatever it is that you want to learn about. Absolutely. And nowadays, I mean, gosh, look at like YouTube and Google, like you can, you can YouTube, Google or YouTube, anything that you want to do. Like, well, how do I change my oil? And like, there's a video, there's something that explains I mean, we have more knowledge and more the technology at our fingertips today. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. Now, Justin, you've provided the audience with a huge amount of information that's very valuable and useful. How can they learn more about you and how to connect with you? I think the best way is my blog, justinbarclay.com, B-A-R-C-L-A-Y. And, you know, I blog. I I shoot the videos like almost every day. Um, that'll take you to, you know, my Facebook, Twitter, like all those places that I'm, that I'm at, you know, I'm all over those places. But the, the thing that you really want to do, if you go to my blog is to click the newsletter, put in your name, put in your email. Cause I send out tips, tricks, you know, inspiration to help you build your business and live your life on purpose. And I send a lot of things out that I don't necessarily put out anywhere else in that email. And it's just my goal to help people, you know, through that. And it's a really cool way for us to kind of like stay in touch. And I, I eat, I mean like my phone numbers on my blog, you know, if you email me, you ask me questions, I'm crazy. Like I'll email you back. I mean, I, I think I believe that is what you're supposed to do. And some of the people that I would, you, you know, you and I could talk about, you know, these, these high profile names, they do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm like, wow, 
that dude just emailed me back or he just wrote me a message back. Yeah, and, no, definitely, and, that's definitely been my experience with this podcast is some of these big p- people in my mind that I thought were like, say, untouchable, you know, right. how responsive they've been to either being on the show or scheduling an interview. And it's been quite amazing how open a lot of these professionals are. Yeah, all you got to do is ask, right? You know, and I think most people won't ask, but, you know. Um, just say hi, you know, just come on over, say hi, tell me, uh, tell me you heard me on the show and you're a friend of Andy's and yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to meet you. Awesome. I'll definitely put those uh, links in the uh, show notes. I want to say, you know, you said you were so transparent on your show that was uh, as a DJ and I'd say that you were just as transparent on your blog and as well as through your interviews. So that's another tip that I'll give you for marketing, not necessarily for business, but for marketing. You have to be authentic. People these days, you know, <laughs> we have built-in BS meters. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's so much just garbage out there that we have to be able to, to instantly be able to filter through it all and decide who's telling the truth, who we like and who we don't. And so if you're not being 100% authentic, if you're not being true, if you're not telling the truth, you're going to get found out. It's going to happen. You know, um, so tell, you know, you may not feel like you have a story. You may not feel like you have anything, like any major pain, but everybody does. So the, the number one thing I can tell you is to let your mess be your message. You know, literally let that thing, I don't talk about it too much while you're going through it because that pain will just attract other people who are, you know, also in pain, they just want to commiserate with you. But talk about how you got through that thing and give people hope. Show them how you did it, but be, you know, be transparent about it and and be real. Awesome. Um, Justin, I want to thank you for your time and this great interview. Hey, thank you, Andy. I appreciate it. It's great being able to share with you guys today, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, awesome. Me too. Have a good one. Hey, you too, brother. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your day. Please head over to fitprobusiness.com backslash iTunes and leave a review. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Fit Pro Business Podcast with your host, Andy Salazar. Don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business building video series.